welcome to another episode of Hillcrest Church's podcast called Our Stories. Our Stories podcast provides you with an opportunity to listen in on a conversation that I have with someone associated with Hillcrest Covenant Church. I'm Pastor Brad Burkfall, interim lead pastor here at Hillcrest, and I am delighted to have Stephanie and Daryl Answer as my guests today. Uh, Stephanie and Daryl, welcome. Oh, thank you yeah, for having us. Thank you for um, us. I'm going to start off where I always, always start off and say, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you find yourself in uh, Kansas City, and maybe a little bit about your family, and just we'll go from there. All right. Well, um, again, I'm Stephanie. I grew up in the Kansas City area, so um, in Blue Springs, uh, so haven't ventured off too far, but um, now Daryl and I have been living in the urban core um, for about eight or nine years now. Um, so we live on the east side in Kansas City. And uh, personally, we have two kids. They are um, our daughter's six. Her name's Jaden, and she's in kindergarten this year. And our son is Kian, and he is four and a half. Um, and he is quite a guy that keeps us on our toes <laughs> all the time. Um, and Daryl and I are going to celebrate our 10th anniversary this year in June. So we are Looking forward to that. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my name's Daryl. Uh, grew up in London. Uh, moved here to the States in 2005 uh, to attend college. And then in 2010, moved here to Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so I'm almost getting to that point where I've been here in the States as long as I was uh, in the UK. Uh, haven't got my citizenship yet. Don't tell anybody, um, but I am in that. I am on that journey uh, to get my citizenship and making that official. So, tell me a little bit about what you're doing in the urban core of Kansas City. Yeah, so um, as Stephanie mentioned, we moved into the urban core eight, nine years ago, really with the vision to join what was already happening. Uh, from that, help to create. Uh, community be a part of that initiative and then invite folks into the discipleship because we were told about 11 years ago by a group of teenagers um, that they didn't think you could follow Jesus and live in the neighborhood there was a disconnect for them which sent Stephanie and I on a journey like what does it look like to live intentionally in a community um, believing that Jesus is already at work the spirit's already at work um, join that and then invite those you're in relationship with into discipleship and then you see what the spirit does. Um, so we started gathering folks in our living room um, probably five years ago. Um, and then that was the start of new community church with a few neighbors. Um, so yeah, that's. So when you, when you talk about the urban core for those that might be listening to this podcast who, who have never heard that term before, or it's new to them, or they might not be exactly sure what it means. Uh, what would be another way of understanding what you mean when you talk about the urban core? Um, well, a lot of kind of how Kansas City can be described as we talk about the east side of Kansas City. So kind of um, Troost, I'm sure a lot of folks maybe have heard of Troost Avenue, which has been a historical dividing line um, in the city, and everything east of Troost has kind of typically been labeled urban core, inner city. Um, it's interesting, you know, that line is kind of moving. <laughs> um, we see now, um, truce, there's a lot of development happening along there. And so um, 
we've seen some movement even east of that marker, but typically just neighborhoods east of Troost. Tell me a little bit about um, what compelled you to to move into the neighborhood that you're living in and with the desire to connect to the people that live there and connect discipleship to that. I think that would be an interesting story to hear. Yeah, I think for me personally, coming from London, I've always grown up and always lived in the city or what would be considered urban core. Um, even though it looks different and we don't use that language in the UK. Um, so when I came to Kansas City, um, it was to work with youth, these same teenagers, and also to uh, continue my education. I was, I was uh, in the process of starting a master's degree, an MDiv program. Um, so that was the foundation, at least for me when I moved in, it was like, this is, it just made sense. And this is where I wanted to be. Um, but together, I think um, that was my story, but Stephanie's was more along the lines of years of relationships. Um, so I think the relationships plus like this is just where we want to be, <laughs> you know, um, and then also in the background or the backdrop of that is really desiring to see leadership come from the community. Like leadership is here. Um, and, but due to generations of disinvestment, systemic um, issues, um, it's almost like many people don't see that in themselves. So we really wanted to be a part of what was already happening and kind of call out the leadership in people, which is a slower process. Um, so when we talk about new community church, we talk about a church that's woven into the fabric of the community. So we don't have a ton of programs. Um, we actually don't have any, right? But what we do is we link up with other groups in the community trying to do different things. Um, and so a lot of the people who call new community church, their church home came from the different things that we had connected to in the community over a number of years. Um, so what's beautiful is to see the play group that Stephanie helped start when our daughter was a few months old, a lot of those families are a part of our church. And so all of our kids are growing up together. So there's kind of an organic relationship between the relationships that are that you naturally have and the and the church community that you're also founding. Yeah. I mean, what a novel idea, right? <laughs> what, a novel idea. Um, what, what have been some of the challenges that you, you have faced as you've tried to develop this church community in, in the east side of Troost, uh, especially during COVID? Um, well, you know, I think for all of us, <laughs> we're, we're in this thing longer than we anticipated. And I remember, um, you know, it's been about a year Um we we're like, oh, we're, we'll shut, you know, we won't meet in person for a couple months and then we'll be back. <laughs> and and so, you know, our community, knowing that our neighbors are vulnerable, um, not everyone has access to great health care. Some folks have underlying health conditions. We had a lot. We have a lot of children. Um, we really wanted to prioritize being safe and helping people to stay healthy and what a better way to be a good neighbor <laughs> than like knowing um, that we're trying to do our best to keep everyone safe. And also reminding everyone the church isn't this building. Um, the church is not ceasing to exist for two months when we're not gathering in this space. Like we continue to be the church. We continue to live that out. And so we can do that. Um, and so we moved everything online um, for Sunday mornings, but we always have tried to, not make Sunday mornings 
the big event <laughs> of new community. And um, we really try to lean into like how we live together during the week is equally as much of who we are as a church as when we gather on Sunday mornings. And so we created some just organic in-person times. We started some guys nights, some ladies nights. Um, we do, we had been doing prayer walks previously in the summer. And so we utilized good weather, um, you know, to, to join together and be together outside and some of those things. Um, but it's interesting. We've kept, and we still are continuing to be online um, just because we feel like it's not, we haven't, we're not able to gather in a safe way for everyone. And, and honestly, it's been a great move online. Um, we've grown, <laughs> we've, we've connected with new families and new folks. Um, and not only are they participating online, but um, they're they're showing up in some of our community groups that we do still virtually, but um, it's actually been a growth opportunity for us um, to kind of wonderful. utilize that platform. You don't you don't expect that <laughs> right. experience in the midst of COVID. Right. Can you can you guys think of? Uh, uh, I'm trying to. I want to ask a question in a way that's, that provides you with an opportunity to give a really concrete example of maybe one. And I don't want you to to give away somebody's name, but at least a, uh, a person that came to, into your community, you know, really broken or really in a difficult place. And you've seen um, your vision for ministry and God's spirit um, really um, uh, have an impact, have a, have a significant impact on this person's life. Yeah, um, a few folks come to mind, but I think one uh, individual is someone I used to work with. Um, she lived really close to us, uh, but I met her when I got uh, this job, um, which was focused on the ten, some 10 neighborhoods uh, in the urban core of Kansas City, um, one of those that we lived in. And she um, has struggled, a lot of church hurt, um, uh, and, and just a lot, a lot of things. She had lost everything she owned in a house fire, um, has taken in some grandchildren, um, unexpectedly. Um, and I remember just financially, she was just going through a hard time as well. Um, and one Christmas, um, I said to the church, like, hey, I have a coworker who I believe we could bless. Um, so we gathered and we've done this each year. We do a Christmas offering. Everyone gave, I gave her this, this check and she literally fell, like she fell, <laughs> like in the office, she fell and broke, broke into tears, broke out crying. Uh, from that, she started becoming a part of our community. She started coming. From that, she brought her son. We baptized her son. Um, and then she brought another friend because her friend said, I'm seeing a change in her. And I asked her what the change was. And she said, there's this church. She's like, if a church will do this to my friend, and I know my friend, right? <laughs> if a church will do this, I need to go find this church. And now that friend is deeply connected um, to us as well. So seeing this ripple effect um, happen from just blessing one person. Um, but there are other stories like that. But yeah, really wanting to love people where they are, um, meeting them exactly where they are. Um, and believe in their story and, and holding that as sacred mm -hmm. and saying, we will journey with you in this place. And I think, too, she has also now had the opportunity to um, 
minister to someone else. So mm-hmm. we then were connected with another family um, that needed some help. And so this this woman, we said, hey, like you, you've navigated a lot of these systems. Mm-hmm. Can you help this woman do that? And she then did that, yeah. went and prayed with her. Um, you know, so so she is also like getting the opportunity to minister and serve and bless others um, now as well. That's uh, just a wonderful story. Um, uh, the people that might be listening to you on this podcast may be wondering a couple of things, a couple of questions. And I always like to ask this question, especially with our mission partners. You know, you're what 15 minutes down the road across yeah. the border <laughs> in the other state. The other side. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what would be some ways that that um, that people in Hillcrest Church, if they were interested in either praying for you or um, being supportive in one way or another, what would be some helpful ways to do that? Um, because because we understand that there's some ways that. Uh, Suburban churches like to be helpful, and it's not all that helpful. <laughs> so I'm, I'm giving you the opportunity to say, what would be some helpful ways that we might be able to continue to de- develop a, a, our mission partnership with New Community Church and with you guys in particular? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question, uh, just because we don't function as a typical partner, right? We're not going to do cleanups. Like, hey, bring your folks to clean up. We'll do a big coat drive. Um, but what we do say is continue to pray for us. Um, you are able to see what we're doing online. Um, so like still be connected to Hillcrest. Don't, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like still do what needs to be done there. Um, but if you're able to tune in on a Sunday morning on Zoom or on Facebook when we're on there, we have prayer walks that will be kicking off in April. Um, feel free to join us for a prayer walk as we walk through our community and pray. Um, and then also a big thing, um, Brad, as you had talked about challenges, access is a challenge. Um, so even looking at um, jobs uh, and different opportunities, um, if there are business owners in the community who are looking to employ folks, you know, spread the word. You know, we'd love to figure out if there's a way that we can connect. Um, also, if there are... Um, um, entrepreneurs in this church. We also have entrepreneurs. Could we connect them and see if there could be some um, mutual learning together or some best practices that could be shared? Um, one of the things that we've had to do is uh, one of our members works for the health department. Um, so just sharing resources with our people um, has been really helpful as well. So I think those like, and then also if there are any landlords <laughs> in the community, because we yeah. have a lot of people that need housing. Okay. So if there are landlords who have properties on the east side, as they come available, let us know. And I also say, be a good landlord, um, because there are a lot of slumlords in our community who are not taking care of their properties. Just one quick story. Um, one of our families who we had just talked about uh, when it was severely cold a few weeks ago, we got a text at the end of that, as the, as, the, as the cold was breaking, saying, hey, sorry we haven't been on. We've had no heat, no running water for about four days. And this is a mother with, with four young children. Um, no food, right? So she, this is the second time all the pipes are frozen. She's called the landlord, and all the landlord says is, it's an old house. Um, the stove doesn't work. The oven doesn't turn off. And she has ch- young children. So... If there are landlords at Hillcrest, <laughs> be a good landlord, right? Um, so I think oh, uh, one other opportunity too. Daryl mentioned 
historically disinvestment Mm -hmm. in our community. And Mm -hmm. so we always encourage folks, um, if you're able, like come and and shop, come, come onto the East side. There's some great, there's businesses that have been there for a long time. There's also new businesses popping up, but reinvest, like invest back in economically in our community. And it's a great way to just visit and meet folks and see what's going on. So that's another way to just be connected together. So how would we contact you? Can you tell us what your website is? Absolutely. Yeah. So our website is www.newcommunitykc.church. Okay. Yeah. Um, Daryl and Stephanie, believe it or not, we have come to the end of this opportunity to get to know you and your ministry. It goes by fast. Yeah. And thank you uh, uh, very much for sharing with uh, us through this this medium uh, called Our Stories about what God is doing in your uh, church uh, in the urban core of Kansas City. And um, if anybody desires to connect with you, they can do so by going to your website or you can contact uh, Hillcrest Church. And uh, we would be glad to also provide you with contact information to reach Daryl Stephanie. Uh, thanks for taking the time to share your story with us. And if you if you have a story that you would like to tell that you think others in our congregation would like to hear, please send us an email at info at hillcrestcub.org. And we will look forward to hearing your story on a future episode of Our Stories here at Hillcrest Covenant Church. Thanks again, Daryl and Stephanie, for being with us. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us.